fact, over 700 people have been killed by the hands of the police just this year alone. I'm Katherine Sheffield, host of the weekly podcast, A Few Bad Apples. Each week, I unravel true stories of victims whose lives have been affected by bad apple officers of the law. I bring this relevant conversation into the public spotlight because it's a way to provoke change and reform. Not all officers are bad, and in fact, I highlight a positive story at the end of every episode to balance the spectrum. A Few Bad Apples is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, you're listening to Trouble Trouble Podcast. And I'm your host, Seth. I'll be your host for this adventure. Before I get started, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll have all of the podcast delivered right to your app of choice. If you made it to the end and enjoyed your experience, leave a review. All right, so what album am I covering this week? This may be a controversial choice, but it's an album I love so much. I will be covering Angels and Airwaves' first album, We Don't Need to Whisper. Why is this a controversial choice? This band was formed by ex-Blink-182 singer and guitarist Tom DeLonge. He's a very polarizing person. You either love him or you hate him. He's also well known for talking about aliens. (laughs) So where to begin? Get your backstage passes out. We've got a big adventure to go on this week. Get it? Adventure? Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Like I said, Tom DeLong is the creative force behind Angels and Airwaves. Tom had been one-third of Blink-182 for over 12 years. They were at the height of their success in 2005 when Blink-182 imploded. They were playing to sell out crowds in Europe, playing crowds of around 20,000 people. Backstage, they were arguing with each other. Blink-182 was touring non-stop, and Tom had a newborn at home. Blink had been touring almost non-stop for two years, which was during most of the pregnancy and about the first year and a half of his kid's life. He wanted to be a good dad and a husband. He needed time off. His bandmates told him that if he made family his priority, then he would have to live with the consequences of that. What does that even mean? Of course, if you take a break from touring, then your name isn't in people's mouths. But Blink was huge. They had performed at the MTV VMAs a few times, sold out shows, multi-platinum records. How could you tell a member of your band that he can't be there for his family? That's just cruel. But that's the music business. It can chew you up and spit you out. It wasn't just needing time off that split the band up. It was also Tom's drive to push himself to write better music. While in Blink-182, Tom started a side project called Boxcar Racer. He asked Travis Barker to be in the band, who was the drummer in Blink-182 as well, but not their other bandmate, Mark. Mark felt left out and it led to tension in the band. There was a lot of paranoia that Tom would leave the band to start another project. They worried that Blink wouldn't be his priority anymore. 
Tom formed Blink-182. He loves that band. He never wanted to leave the band. Until one day an email was sent to the band. If you scrolled down far enough to see the start of the email chain, you could see an email from their label offering Tom a solo record deal. While he had no intention of leaving Blink, there was a lot of rumor and doubt. It brought up a lot of issues they had argued about backstage in Europe. The band broke up. Tom had his manager call the other members of Blink-182 to break the news. Tom didn't want any more arguing. Mark and Travis took it personally that Tom couldn't tell them himself. There was a lot of messy back and forth news articles at this time as well. It was Tom versus Mark and Travis. Tom spent the next three months trying to figure out what he wanted to do with his life. So where do we go from here? Tom had been working for about six months in his home studio in San Diego, California, lovingly dubbed Never Pants Ranch, a playoff Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. He met up with his former boxcar racer bandmate and childhood friend, David Kennedy. They wanted to start a band that would change people's lives. They got drummer Adam Willard to join the band. He was originally in the band Rocket from the Crypt, a band that Tom DeLonge had been into since high school. Adam was just coming off a two-year stint as a member of The Offspring when he joined Angels and Airwaves. They recorded his drums at the Foo Fighters studio, Studio 606. The band needed a bass player, and they found that in Ryan Sin, who had just left the Distillers, a very prominent punk band. The band was formed. Where did they get the name for the band, you might be asking yourself? In an interview, the band said, quote, Basically, we wanted a name that was larger than life to reflect the great expectations we had on the band. The Angels part was inspired by one of our managers who walked away from a serious car accident with just a few scratches. We realized that we needed a delivery system for our message to be heard, which led to the perfect marriage of Angels with Airwaves, unquote. Okay, now it's time to record the album. Tom had been writing while on tour with Blink-182. A lot of these songs can be traced back to 2004. Tom said that he had been writing some of his best material yet. While these songs were intended for Blink-182's next album, he ended up taking them for his new band's debut album. Tom realized that he wouldn't be able to record and produce his album. He thought he needed a producer. Well, it turns out that he was a great producer. He really needed an engineer. He invited Jeff Newell, better known as Critter, to join. He was lovingly referred to as the fifth member of Angels and Airwaves. Critter later died in 2012 at the age of 45 of unknown causes. I remember what a sad day that was. Critter had produced Blink-182 album Neighborhoods and all of Angels and Airwaves albums up to that point. While I didn't know him personally, he helped create so much music that I will love forever. I think sometimes people tell you how to grieve, especially for artists that you don't know personally. 
I think it's important and not silly at all because these people still had an impact on our lives. Anyways, back to the story. Angels and Airwaves music style was inspired by arena rock bands like U2, Peter Gabriel, Pink Floyd, The Cure, and The Police. During the recording of the album, Tom started making bold statements about the record. He said things like Angels and Airwaves will be the biggest band in 25 years and that they will be bigger than the second coming of Christ. Statements like these really hyped up the band and caught the attention of the press, friends, and family who started worrying about Tom. While touring with Boxcar Racer, Tom had injured a disc in his back. He started taking pills to mask the pain. Eventually, he did have surgery after Blink broke up, but then he was back on the pain pills during his recovery. These pills sparked these wild interviews that Tom would give the press. Eventually, he did get sober. Reflecting on the experience, Tom said he wouldn't change a thing, except doing it sober. (laughs) The very first thing Tom recorded in these sessions was him saying, we don't need to whisper, while testing the audio setup in his home studio. This became the title of the album. You can also hear it at the end of the song, Good Day. Towards the end of the recording process, Tom's email was hacked by a fan. He got his hands on four songs, but ended up releasing the song, The Adventure, which was quickly picked up by the radio stations. Tom wasn't sure which song was going to be the lead single off the album, but the choice was made for him. He was going to go with a different song, but inevitably was happy with The Adventure for being the first single. He didn't really have a choice, but it did perform really well. Because of the songs leaking, the date of the album release was pushed up. It was officially released on May 23rd, 2006. It peaked at number four on the Billboard charts. I had a lot of trouble finding out about the album sales. All I was able to find was that they had sold around 800,000 copies worldwide by July 2007. So I can only imagine the number of albums they sold in the next 13 years. Let's go ahead and switch gears and talk about some of the themes of the album. The overlying message of the album is looking toward a future where the world has become a utopia. Tom uses a lot of imagery of war on the album, artwork, and music videos as well. He said that he used war imagery to symbolize the fighting and destruction he had just left while being in Blink-182. Despite the very mixed reviews... I just really love this album because I've always been obsessed with outer space. When I was a kid, I got to go to the Kennedy Space Center. You should see all the different spaceships up close. It's so cool. When I listen to this album, I feel like I'm in outer space. I feel like I'm free and the world ahead of me is wide open with possibilities. It's a great way to escape reality like good music should. The song The Adventure was motivated by a friend whose marriage was falling apart when his wife committed adultery. The situation had a deep impact on Tom in that he spent a night crying for his friend when he wrote it. 
the song A Little's Enough was inspired by a religious concept in which a god came to bring positive change on earth when it faces terrorism, war, or famine. The war was written about the Iraq War back in 2003. It Hurts is a track about Tom's friend that had a girlfriend cheat on him. Tom said, quote, It's a terrible situation where my friend is being crushed from the inside out by all the manipulative stuff she's doing, and this song's about that, end quote. I watched the documentary Start the Machine while researching this album. I really recommend it if you'd like to see more about the recording of the album. In this documentary, Tom said, quote, People think that We Don't Need to Whisper is this conceptualized record. It's not a concept record because it's not a concept. It's like a biographical moment in time for one year. And that record absolutely grabbed and recorded the way I was feeling coming over the breakup of Blink. And basically the genesis of Angels and Airwaves. I was lost in this Basically in this cycle of really, really, really wanting to change my life from this poisonous band that was truly great on the outside, but was full of fear and insecurity on the inside. And in creating something new where I really wanted people so bad to hear the message that I needed to hear more than anybody. It's funny, the thing that made me really just jump off the cliff and get away from these things forever was that if I can't apply that message to myself, then nobody in this world can take it and do something with it. If anything, that's what this record's about, I guess, end quote. You know, in this podcast, I talk about our connection to music. There's another great quote from this documentary about how we connect to music. Tom said, quote, The thing with music that's really cool is when you watch movies, they have such an ability to make you feel a certain way, angry or sad or happy or whatever. You can never really relate to the actors because the actors are always portraying someone that's different. They are always acting like you know somebody who's angry, mad, or happy. So you don't really know who they are, and they are different in every movie. When you look at musicians in rock bands, whatever these people are, for most part, 90% of the time, they are being themselves, and if you like what they are writing about, which is usually themselves, how they dress, and who they are, whatever, kids will mold themselves after bands because they can relate to them. They can say, hey, what he's singing about is exactly, you know, what my life is like and how he talks. That's the thing about music. It's like this genuine art form where someone really puts themselves out there in a song. I think you can attach yourself to that quite easily. You can really pick out the bands that make up the ingredients of your life. That's what I love about music. Lately, I haven't had that. I'm looking for someone out of this world. Shit that like when it starts, you're like, this is from heaven. I think that's why we are going to call this thing Angels and Airwaves. I think that's what we are trying to create. I'm trying to create a record that I love. A record that every single song has that thing that gives you goosebumps and makes you want to go out and just rule the world. It just doesn't exist anymore. It hasn't existed since the 80s, end quote. 
I really connect with that quote a lot because I too feel that with music, I connect with the band's a lot, you know, with what they're writing about, how they dress, how they talk, things like that. So I think deep down, really, that is our connection to music. It's so much easier to connect to these musicians than actors for me personally, maybe for you also. But it's just so cool how through these songs, you really get to know somebody and see a snapshot of their lives. All right, well, let's switch into some of my favorite lyrics. I just have to start at the very beginning of the record. Tom wants us to know that this is a new band and a new sound. The album starts with soaring guitar and celestial melodies. The record starts with the song Valkyrie Missile. And it sounds like you're hearing a conversation between someone captaining a spaceship and ground control ground control to Major Tom, anyone? Tom DeLong states in this song, quote, Do you hear me out there? I can hear you. I got you. I can hear you all right. This is so strange. I want to wish for something new. This is the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Who do we think we are? We're angels and airwaves. Just hold on. I got you. I can see the sun coming up over the horizon. End quote. He's looking for a new world, going on a new adventure with angels and airwaves. He plainly states it's the scariest thing he's ever done in his life. How many of you have had moments like that? Maybe it's starting a new job. Maybe it's leaving home to live on your own for the first time. You can also look at this from a queer perspective of someone in the closet feeling unheard. Coming out is a very scary and brave thing to do. Making yourself heard in this world. Later on the album, in their lead single, The Adventure, Tom sings, Even if your hope has burned with time, anything that's dead shall be regrown. In your vicious pain, your warning sign, you will be fine. hey here I am. And here we go. Life's waiting to begin. End quote. While this song was about a friend whose wife cheated on him, to the fans, this song is bigger than that. It's a song about life. Life is constantly changing and evolving. Oftentimes, we are ready for a change, whether it's a new job, apartment, or maybe just dyeing your hair at home. Here we go, life's waiting to begin. Life can begin many times for us. Every time I've moved, I feel like there's just so much out there to do and learn of the world. Life is just so much bigger than us, even though we often live in our own worlds. Later in the bridge of this song, Tom repeats, I cannot live, I can't breathe unless you do this with me, end quote. There's something so magical about singing these lines at shows, almost screaming your lungs out. I cannot live, I can't breathe unless you do this with me. I cannot live, I can't breathe unless you do this with me. I cannot live. I can't breathe unless you do this with me. I've seen angels and airwaves in three different states. I saw them at the Roseland Ballroom in New York City, the Hollywood Palladium in Los Angeles, California, and the Crystal Ballroom right here in Portland, Oregon. I love this band so much. Their shows are always so entertaining 
and it's very thoughtful with the lighting matching the mood of the song. It's just really such a great experience that you have to experience. Tom is just still so funny, you know, even though this is a serious band, he still jokes around and is kind of fun and immature like he was in Blink-182. So I would definitely recommend you go see them. (laughs) In this song, The Gift, Tom sings, And now I'll stop the storm if it rains. I'll light a path far from here. I'll make your fear melt away and the world we know disappear. To me, this song I interpret as a really romantic song. It's a song about love, which is the band's motto. It's featured a lot on their album art and merch too. It's a song where I envision my future partner and I just being in each other's worlds. Whatever is going around us in the world, don't worry because I'm here to support you and vice versa. It's a song about fighting for love, something we need more of in this world. The last of my favorite lyrics comes from the song, Distraction. Tom sings, It's a world of hate gone incredibly wrong. We cared too late. We just followed along. I wanted this one to be the last song I discussed because it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Even though this album was written 14 years ago, it applies so much today. The world just feels so hateful now. This is an album about love and war. It's exactly what's going on in the news every day. I just really wish for those of you listening to live life with love. Like I said earlier, life is so much bigger than us. We need to be more compassionate for our earth and for our fellow man woman, or non-binary person. That's the message I want to leave you thinking about. I've decided to add a new segment on this podcast where I will recommend my top three songs for you to check out from the album. I know a lot of these albums may not be familiar to a lot of you listening, so I thought it would be a good idea to recommend a place for you to start your adventure through the albums I'm talking about. For Angels and Airwaves, We Don't Need to Whisper, I would recommend The Adventure, of course, It Hurts, and Do It For Me Now, which you can hear the evolution of Tom's writing. It takes the same melody from the chorus of Down by Blink-182 off their self-titled album. Instead of singing down, 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 and sings Do It For Me Now, 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 (laughs) Apologies uh, for my horrible singing. There's little moments like that where you really see where his new writing phase has started. He built off the new direction of Blink-182's self-titled album into this incredible album, We Don't Need to Whisper. And if you're a hopeless romantic like me, I definitely suggest listening to The Gift. I know that's a fourth song, but it's so hard to just pick three. (laughs) For me, this is one of the records where every song is just so good. I hope that if you haven't heard this album, and even if you have, go listen again. Find a dark, quiet spot and get comfortable and listen. Imagine the possibilities as you feel like you're soaring through outer space. We have so many responsibilities tying us to this world where we see hatred and self-destruction in humanity whether it's political or interpersonally. The cure is if you let in just a little more love. I promise you this, 
a little is enough. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Trouble Trouble podcast. The theme music you heard at the top of the show was made by me. The logo was illustrated and designed by the amazingly talented queer artist, Will Jameson. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at the Will Jameson. This is an indie podcast, which means no commercials, at least for now. It also means that I can't use the clips from the album we discussed because my lawyers have advised against it. Copyright laws, am I right? The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe, tell a friend, and leaving a review. It really helps other music fans find this show. If you're a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, feel free to listen to my other podcast, Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I record that show with two of my best friends, Jamal and Stoney. You can find us at TFC Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's all I've got for you now. If you made it through the whole podcast, you rock. I'll see you at the next show in two weeks. Friday night, be there. With that, I'll see you next time at the show. And before I sign off, I would like to, of course, extend the invitation to Tom DeLong and the rest of the guys in Angels and Airwaves to come on the show. I'd love to interview you. Pick your brains a little bit. Signing off, I'm your host, Seth. Rock on, young savior. Don't give up your hopes.